get screwed if you lie. But if you, you know, if you are getting it because you actually truly need it, then you're not going to get screwed. And as a comedian, we're on a different planet anyway, because it's always the honor system, right? Like, yeah. re realistically, it's always sort of like, what do you, what do you, what do you say you made? What's yeah. your story? What's your, what's your fairy tale for how much cash? <laughs> I remember one time I went to go get my taxes done. And this was like, um, the year after I quit my job selling advertising where I made really good money and I went in with my mom cause we got our taxes done by the same person. And <laughs> he looked at my income. He's like, so last year you made like 80 something thousand. And this year you made 30,000. <laughs> like what happened? You having a mental crisis. But, uh, so I just said, Oh, I'm just following my dreams now. Cause that's like when I started, I quit that job when I was getting more comedy. Yeah. <laughs> as you, as an accountant, you're probably aware that dreams cost about 50 grand a year. Oh, dreams are <laughs> fucking expensive. That's the cost of a dream. Well, well technically, I, I don't I, think I'd even make money. Well, now maybe, maybe I do. But when I first started like claiming stuff, I would say I put more in than what I was making. Oh, you just wanted to look like a hero at the bank? Because that's where it really kills you is when you go to the bank. No, no. I mean, like, I was putting in more. Like, I was probably spending more money than I was making to do comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Oh yeah. No, the banks, this, the banks are the worst because the banks, like I remember I did a show in Victoria and then the next day um, I had to go put my check in the bank and I went to this place. Anyway, I went to this one bank. I can't remember why I had to go to the teller, but I went to the teller and the, it was a guy and he's like, Oh my God, I saw your show last night. And I was like, Oh great. This guy's <laughs> going to see how much money I make and how much money is in my bank account. And I gave him the check and he goes, that's all you make for that? And I was oh. like, uh, and then, and then he like, and then he, he like made a face when he saw my balance. And I was like, uh, but I mean, like, you know, when I watched Just for Last when I was a kid, I thought those people were millionaires. Oh yeah. I thought they were rich. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. I thought they were millionaires. I thought like they had the greatest lives ever, I, you know? Little did I know that the first time I was on the Winnipeg Comedy Fest, it was on a TV in a bar and I had no money in my bank account. Oh yeah, I thought I would have <laughs> thought I would have thought Mike McDonald uh I would have thought Mike McDonald was one of the rich like Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought Mike McDonald I had no idea that he lived in Los Angeles with his wife in a small home with thirteen cats. Like I didn't know that. Of course not. Because like there was still like a mystery about the entertainment industry. <laughs> but then once you get into it, you're like Oh my god! And then you realize that even actors that are in movies are broke. So yeah, I mean it's it's exactly like sports, mm -hmm. where if you're at the top, if you're at the top end, you are getting just like a thousand dollars a second. Yeah. You know, a thousand dollars a second, and you know, but yeah, right under that, that underneath that, you know, in the ninety nine percent, is just a lot of struggle. Which a is, lot of I, don't, I mean, I'm just gonna go. Because I was wondering if both of you would be willing to be character references for me because I'm looking to get a job as a garbage man. Yeah, I'll be your character sure. reference for sure. Okay, okay. What, so, who, who am I? Am I am I being myself or I have to pretend to be a, someone else? I would like you guys to be actors. Okay. You, you're going to be Francine Delanor. <laughs> and you're a retired Vietnam veteran. 
who lives in like Delaware. Living in Canada. No, not you're in America. Oh, I'm in America. And I used to babysit for you. Okay. <laughs> you always and then tell a story that vaguely makes me sound like I might have been a predator. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> when waste management calls you and says, "Hey, what about this Sean LeComber guy?" Just say oh, he did. I, he was good with the kids. Like some people said, too good, but I. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, no one could ever find any proof. <laughs> Are you really going to try and be a garbage man? Yeah, I thought of, why not? It actually pays okay. The problem it pays is, really well. The problem is they have like inward facing camera, like all their cameras. I looked at the, whenever you like look at jobs, you always look at their reviews. And it's the best to look at like review, like just these people that used to work there that are just like, it's the fucking worst. Like, yeah, I because they have inward facing cameras. Apparently, that's the worst part is that there are cameras on you all day. Oh, oh, so you can't like pick your nose or. Well, you've no. been in showbiz. You know what that's like. Yeah, you can't even pick your nose on stage. Yeah, exactly. You're on the clock. People are just looking at you. And then if they, if you know, you come back to the shop and they're like, what was with you today? We were looking at you all day and you just had this weird look on your face. But okay, so Jim, so you're going to be a lady in America who's a Vietnam vet who like <laughs> makes me sound like kind of a pedophile. And then Jim is going to be, he's going to be trans. Um. Because I, just because I think it would be funny because the waste management people would just be like, hello, <clears throat> like trying so hard to be progressive about the interview situation. And then you just say horrible things about me. Like <laughs> he's the worst. You know, I used to work with him. We worked together for a while. He was the, he was such an asshole. If you hire him, you're fucking crazy. And then people should be doing more of as comedians. We should be doing more of this. Yeah. Fake applying, fake applying for jobs, and then giving them character references that make us seem evil. <laughs> That's really funny. If it wasn't so much work, I should, I would say that should be like our segment every week. We'll apply for a job and record the phone calls, but that's a lot of work. And then the third, the third one will be me pretending to be somebody else. And if they call me, I'll be like, "How did you get to call three? You know, like this whole thing was a setup. I was a pedophile." In the first call, I was a pedophile. In the second call, I was a terrible employee. And you're, you're still making the third call? So when, you <laughs> when do I start exactly? They got to check all of the references. You never know. Yeah, you got to go through all three. Are you holding your lamp on you? Nope. It's off. It's, <laughs> it's just like my mic stand for podcasts. <laughs> oh, I was like, are you trying to use the light? I was like, what is he doing? He looked like a really bad boom operator. Mic <laughs> technique. Is that the only way you can do the podcast if you pretend you're holding a microphone? No, I don't have to. This is the first time <laughs> I've done it. But do you remember like working with comedians that thought mic technique was like half of comedy? Remember those idiots? It was always like, there was always people that were like, you got to work on your mic technique. Like, mic technique? What the fuck are you talking about? Like a garbage man who throws the bags in slightly weird. You got to work on your toss. Your toss is fucking terrible. You know? 
the cameras see everything and your toss is weak. <laughs> but, but like there was comedians that like it was you always knew a comedian was bad or just like a technically sound word magician uh if they cared about like how their microphone was held. You know? Who? What is your mic technique? I have no I don't have a technique. I don't think I do either. I think I just hold it. You just hold it. There you go. Hey, how's it going, guys? There is something that does drive me bananas is when is when it's a corded mic and whoever is using it has it wrapped in a hoop and has it here. It just drives me nuts. It's, it's probably fine for everyone else, but I I just want to throttle people when I see that. Sometimes I turn it into a noose and put it around my neck. And well, I mean that's funny. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I never had. It was weird when. Yeah, and you also get a lot of people that'll say like, "We got you a cordless one, so you can like walk around and uh, <laughs> you can just walk all over. You can walk." Like, oh, thanks. I'm finally I can you know reach my creative end stage, being able to like wander in the crowd in Rimby. Do you remember the first comic you ever saw that used a headset mic? You, they were almost always improvisers. Improv well, I remember the person that I first saw do it like live was Titus, Christopher Titus. Oh, yeah. It's remember really he came really to good. the comic yeah. strip and he acted like that stage was a giant theater stage? Yeah, I remember watching him. And yeah, it's weird seeing people do hands-free comedy. Where they I don't get it. Look at me! I can move them both. <laughs> I, well, I, I if I get on stage, I'm not holding a mic. I, I don't know what to do. I don't like doing mic free comedy. Like I hate it because I don't. I, I don't know. I have yeah, to always get, hold. Yeah. You get like a like whenever you're doing a show where like the sound doesn't work or whatever, and you're like, why am I even using this? <laughs> it's making very little difference. Isn't that correct, crowd? <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff but like i just don't like it yeah but and then the crowd will give you like a little yeah when you go micless when you're like fuck it <laughs> fuck it we're doing it live you know <laughs> and then the crowd the crowd will give you like a 30 second sort of like he's going off the fucking rails man <laughs> he's going off script he fucking blew up the teleprompter and it's fucking showtime um, <laughs> But then about a minute and a half later, you realize, like, my voice hurts. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm having to talk too loud. And then you'll have a female heckler, like, you're bad. <laughs> and you can't uh, overpower her. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I uh, always, I, the thing that I hated about when I started comedy that I found out about comedy was that the comics that do that off the top of my head crowd work a lot of them actually just have this same crowd work and it just works with every crowd. Like the first time I saw Mike Bullard, I was so excited. I loved Mike Bullard before I got into comedy. I didn't know anything about comedy at all. But then I was like, oh, I, I got to go see him. And, but it was like all the same questions from his special, but just like the, yeah. the crowd. I'm like, I was, I guess there is a skill to that. Like there is a skill to that, to making it work every time. That's the, but wor that's the worst when the crowd is there and they're, they came to the show because they saw your special and now they yes. see you doing the crowd work they saw on the special on them. Yeah. And they're kind of like, you already did this. Like, <laughs> hey, so what do you do for a living, ma'am? You already did this. I already asked you what you did for a living. No, I saw your special and you talked to a woman just like me and asked what she did. I know what you're going to do. I'm going to hesitate and you're going to be like, you don't know what the fuck you do for a living. 
So I'm not playing this game, Mike Buller. Do your shtick. <laughs> Just do your jokes. These are my jokes. <laughs> like I said, there is a skill to that, to making oh, it work yeah, every time. Yeah. But it was sort of like a disappointment for me to get like, oh, he just did that all off the top of all of it. I used to so watch his was- show, like his talk show. And uh, and he, he always had like an opening monologue. And, and I always used to die because every single time I'd be like, hey, where are you from? And it's like somewhere in Ontario. And it's like, oh, you work at the factory? And everyone's like, ha, 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 he probably does. <laughs> every time. <laughs> oh, I'm from Hamilton. Oh, you work at the, work the fucking factory? <laughs> yes. Why, like Buller, it's funny that Buller became like a household name with the show because it was like universally panned, right? Like, yeah. I loved that show. You didn't. I always thought it was, but it, but the problem with that show was so obviously Canadian. You must have loved things very easily at that age then. Well, I was younger. I was probably like 12 or something when oh, it came yes. out. Oh, yeah. You could kiss walls and say, I love this fucking fuse panel. <laughs> yeah, I still had like optimism and positivity flowing through my veins. Because <laughs> the, the reason Bullard's show didn't work is because like crowd work is kind of mean by nature. Like there's a, yeah. there's kind of a, and Bullard's a very funny guy and a talented guy, but like just by its nature, crowd work is mean. So when you all of a sudden you look at that guy and go, oh, he could do he could do a talk show. Like, look at how easily he talks. But the talking is all like, yeah, look at that hair. Look at that shirt. Look at that look, nice shoes. And then all of a sudden you're interviewing somebody who's like, you know, done a done a show, done something. And they're just promoting some new piece of shit CBC special. And Mike Bullard's out there doing his crowd work on them, which is like, yeah, look at this. Uh, yeah, I saw the movie. Ooh, it was all right, I guess. <laughs> you know, you just can't do that. But he was on the air forever. Like that show was on the air for like a fucking decade. Yeah, it was on the air for a long time. And then they uh, then they had Strombolopolis and then they gave up. The, the highlight of Bullard's show was when Tom Green came on and put like a dead raccoon on his desk. Oh, yes. <laughs> Did you guys ever, yes. did you ever see that one? Yes. Was, didn't somebody puke or something? Mike Bullard vomited. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was it was a long dead raccoon. It wasn't yeah, like it was a rancid. freshly deceased raccoon. It was like a <laughs> it was decomposing on Mike Bullard's desk. Oh my god! <laughs> so he put a partially like the raccoon only had a tuft of hair left. Oh. You know, like. <laughs> I wonder if that's on YouTube. I bet you that is. On oh YouTube. yeah, no, it's on YouTube. And then Mike Bullard wrenches like <laughs> because of a reeky fucking. Because Tom Green was insane. I mean, Tom Green invented a whole genre. I mean, I know there was I guys doing. I but... was obsessed. Oh, he was I in... love Tom Green. Like I, when they when he got his MTV show, it wasn't airing up here. So I had a cousin that lived in Louisiana, and I had her have a friend like tape every episode for me and mail it up for me it was absolutely fucking insane and i loved it i loved every yeah. second of it like but i i don't even know if i've talked about this on a previous podcast but the shit on the microphone thing like putting human shit on a microphone and then asking people questions about local politics <laughs> with a ctv like in, so you have a ctv camera and you have like ctv you know like microphone and you're like, what do you think of the recent decision to ban this in malls? And then, so they already have an opinion they want to give and they <laughs> they already feel like the situation is completely legitimate. And then they just can't, you know, <laughs> and then they see human shit and they're like, well, I, but they, but you know, like they can't overcome the fact that they already feel like they're on television. Like 
I'm on television. Like people are going to watch this. Like my family's going to see this. Like they already have this look of I, my, daddy's on TV. And then they, so it takes them about 30 seconds to realize it's, it's like, wait a minute, <laughs> a real reporter wouldn't have feces on the microphone that reeks and is right in my mouth. <laughs> One time I met Bubbles from the trailer park and I thought he was, cause he didn't have his glasses on. I thought he was Glenn Humphlick. Oh, wow. I thought he was Glenn Humphlick. He's like, no, I'm not Glenn Humphlick. Jesus Christ. But I, oh my God, the Tom Green show is like, I, that man deserves way more credit than he gets. He's, he's the reason Jackass became something. He's like, he was the first kind of like YouTube kind of like Gonzo style comedian. You know, I don't know. I can't think of someone before him that did what he did. Like maybe Andy Kaufman in like I'm a smarter way. I don't know, but yeah, there, there was audio like there was definitely like you know people that did it did prank phone calls like yeah there was a lot of that at that time there was a lot of like oh look at listen to these prank phone calls ha 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 but like I think from my memory he was the first one that to do it on television like actually going up to people and not afraid to you know be have people angry like he, that that's you know you have to people are going to be so mad at you all the time and he just didn't give a fuck yeah he was, was and, and i'm sorry but freddie got fingered is one of the best movies of all time i know people think it's fucked up and it's weird but it is so it's so funny it's so funny and he still does well like he still cashes in on being tom green he still does, he does. and he's been doing stand-up a lot and um, I had, I worked with him twice, once at the comic strip and he was kind of a, a jerk and I was really disappointed. And then I'm like, well, maybe he's just having a bad week. And then I worked with him at the Vancouver Yuck Yucks and he was so super nice. And I'm like, okay, whew. Cause I really like think he's, he's one of, uh, he's really one of the greatest comedians of all time in his own way. You know what I mean? Like there was nobody like him. He did shit that was like, if, if he did that now, he'd be canceled in a second. Like if he put dead animals on television, PETA would come for him. If he, you know, the yeah. way he like the way he like abused milk bags. <laughs> and if, so, and like, if, if you watch the clip on YouTube, it's it's really good because you can see Bullard knows what's happening. The Bullard's like, oh no, no, no. What's in the fucking bag, man? Yeah. Like, you know, Tom Green comes out on studio with a bag with it look and it looks like it's filled with like, you know, meat. Oh. And, you just know this is going to get poured on your desk and there's nothing you can do about it. Oh, so yeah, I loved, I love, love Tom Green. Now I'm going to go down like a Tom Green YouTube hole. I was, I watched this. like a, I watched a Joe Biden documentary yesterday and it was hilarious how um, stuttering was explained in the 1950s. Like so Why? in the documentary, they're talking about like, so he, you know, he was like, in 1955 he was like eight years old or something like he was he's crazy like he's old so uh and he had a bad stutter he had a bad he got bullied about it and they're like well this is how stuttering was dealt with in 1955 and then they they show a video of a guy explaining stuttering a doctor and he's like well retard talk is caused by and it's like what the fuck did he just say like literally it was like retarded talk retard talk (laughs) (laughs) and then the causes were your mom drinks your dad's weird like like literally like your mom your bad parenting 
uh, the first signs of down syndrome. Like it just shows you like, wait a minute, like maybe these conspiracy theorists are right because the medical advice being doled out in the 1950s was like, why was anybody saying that? Like what, what was wrong with just saying, we don't know. Like, we don't know. This guy can't talk properly. We don't fucking know. We don't know. Instead of coming out and saying, well, we've done some studies and looks like most of the moms are bitchy and uh, the dads are, you know, in the trades. So because they were doing studies that the government was giving them money for. See, now you sound like a climate denialist. (laughs) (laughs) But it really does make you wonder because those were the reasons they weren't even close. Like they they weren't even fucking close as to what the real causes were. It was like it was all environmental and all sort of like, you know, your mom didn't hug you. <sighs> your dad wasn't around and the child support wasn't much, but he was literally Jesus called hates re- you. retired talk. This kid That's is retired talk. That's insane. <laughs> and he overcame it and now he's the president. Good for him. I watched the Hillary documentary. She really bitched it up in that one, didn't she? I can't, I, I have a trouble, I have trouble watching it. I just saw the teaser. What where do you she, mean she bitched it up? Well, just like the teaser, they make her seem like a bitch. She's like, oh, Bernie Sanders, everybody hates Burns. Oh, you know, like, I the, know, I, I like her more fuck. and I like her more now. And she's it's just smart. like, huh? She's very smart. Yeah, like she's a very she's smart She's very person. smart and she's very good at what she did. And her whole fucking life, it's, she's been in, in constant, people have constantly criticized her from the time she was at first married to Bill Clinton till now. And it's like, she was criticized for Bill Clinton's actions when she was running for president. And it is infuriating. They're like, well, what about his infidelities? You can't talk to Donald Trump about grabbing pussies when you're, when you're letting your husband grab pussies. And it's like, she stayed with him so that he didn't so that he didn't lose the presidency and the next one. That's why she stayed with him and all this stuff. Oh, it got me all riled up. And I'm like, now I just want to see more and more women getting into politics. Because I, I didn't even like, even I found out that in the 90s, it was like there was two women in the government. I'm like, what? Like, in the 90s? <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. Well, I mean, and you, you can imagine a lot of them saw what happened to Hillary and they're like, I don't want that. Like that's not true. Talk- At the end of the documentary, that's what they say is like so many women, she inspired so many women to run because she went up against, there's no way Donald Trump should have ever beaten her in the real world. Like in the real world, there's no fucking way that man should have ever won over a career politician that knew what she was doing and like had empathy in her veins. But well, but and if, he- Biden, if Biden had run, like if Biden had run, he would have won you know biden was the vice because he he wasn't fighting against all of this like feminine bullshit but he would have beat i think he would have beaten don like if if biden he would have had the kit the you know the the kiss of virtue from obama he was the vice president for eight years and now it's joe's turn and he probably would have beaten donald trump yeah because he didn't have even though he does personally have baggage uh hillary clinton seemed to be carrying way more baggage half of it fake like you know Benghazi what about Benghazi that's the other thing every like even the the they would come out and say there is no criminal activity none of this is true and people would people still are like well she eats babies at night it's just fucking infuriating like she has the missing emails 43,000 emails that we haven't had an opportunity to read the public deserves to know what was going on between Clinton that documentary infuriated me like just 
even more. Like, I'm like, we should not have had to deal with, with Trump for four years. We should not have had to do that. They hated her. I mean, she became the conservative boogeyman because she was on the, she thought like, oh, I'll handle, you know, pushing uh, healthcare. Like I'll be, I'll be the person, the front person for that. And then as soon as that happened, she's been villainized by the right ever since that moment. And it took hold because, you know, that's what's sad about it is you're like, if she was just like Ivanka Trump hot, she would have been president, right? We're that, we're that shallow where it's like, she looks like kind of a bitch. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's, that's another that's thing. Enough. That's, that's enough. another like, thing. She, that looks was... like, she looks like kind of a bitch. And so she's a bitch. And so she can't be president. But if she was like Ivanka Trump hot and, in, and as intelligent as she was, then people would have been like, hey, Benghazi, who cares about fucking look at the Benghazis on her. They wouldn't have given a shit about all of her baggage. You know, like she stayed with Bill for the country. She could have had anybody. Look how hot she is. Yeah, it's just, it's insane. It's like, the world could be a different place right now if it wasn't for that bullshit. And then they were talking about like how when she ran against Obama, like people just kind of forgot about, because they, there was an African-American man and they were like, no, we want this to happen. I don't care about women's running. Not that it's a bad thing, but the way they, you know, they, they didn't give her, and the whole bitch thing, oh my God. Like the jokes, the bullshit, like, no one's gonna want like they were on the news being like no one wants a woman who's gonna be nagging and nagging i'm like what the fuck? well it's not that much different for men really in terms of like of course it's harder for women to win right now but joe biden right like look at biden i mean every joke is dementia you got dementia you old fuck you're not gonna live four years you're gonna die and you're dumb like anybody who runs is turned into this just this fucking horrific beast by whoever their enemies are. Yeah. No, like you're 78, you're hanging in there, you're trying to do your best. And everybody online, even the people who voted for you are like, yeah, I mean, he's almost dead and he can't really string any words together because his brain looks like a piece of strung cheese. Yeah. But I voted for him. And you're well, like, this is, this is how who I, I represent. That- These are the people that want me to be president. People that like just can't give me a minute well this is how america is not going to get any better anytime soon because they everybody on the left is still like oh, i wish we had bernie i wish we could have had bernie it's like you guys got what you got and you better be happy that you got what you got and you don't still have trump as your president like stop this bernie, bernie like stop just like you got a president back him or you're gonna end well, up with another my dog is eating my cat <laughs> Bernie, I mean, have you seen Bernie interact with a black person? Like it just it just looks weird. Like you know, a lot of it comes down to aesthetics, right? It's like Hillary didn't yeah. look good. Joe Biden, when he hangs out with black people, other black people go, Hey, that's a guy just casually hanging out. I, I can get behind that. Bernie yeah. is like, Hello, you're not different than me. You know, like he just looks like I shouldn't. What do you think about <laughs> low-income housing, Bernie? And he's got the best answers for them right? Like he's, his solutions are the best solutions, but he just comes off as this sort of like, I don't I'm not from around here. <laughs> yeah. That's a person who's, who lost everything based on image. He just looks a little bit too like your crazy uncle that has all these great ideas, but he can't really like, yeah, beer should be free for everyone. <laughs> and, and let's decriminalize cocaine. <laughs> like, Okay, I'll go and yeah. say those things, but can he actually do those things? 
I can't, I did you, when's, what do you, do you, uh, I was, okay. So my, my plan is I'm going to be either a garbage man, um, or <laughs> maybe like Tim Hortons. Could that be? No, don't work at Tim Hortons. I don't know. You no. don't think so? No. Huh. What, what, Go what work at the Home Depot. What station would you work at? Like the, the cash, the grill? I would probably I be like, I'll, I'll do drive-through. Give me a headset. I've got some improv in my background. Um, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Finally, hands-free comedy for you. Finally, hands-free <laughs> comedy at Tim Hortons. When nobody oh wants it. You're doling out jokes and everybody's like, yeah, 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 come on. Like I, I was at a, I was at a drive-through today and it was the funniest thing. There was this guy, he pulls up to the drive-through next to mine. And as soon as he pulls up, he goes, Hey, and I was like, fuck, is he looking at me? And, but he was like talking to the speaker, like as if that's his, that's the limit of his understanding of technology is he thinks that you pull up and go, Hey, I'm here. He (laughs) wanted to be first. Was it, was it one of those two speaker ones? Yeah, it was a two speaker. He wanted to order before you. Well, maybe, but it was just that's a hundred percent what it was. Those two, those two lane drive throughs are a recipe hey! for disaster because, like, people just want to be first, right? And I've seen fights before where someone goes when they're not supposed to go. Like, I've seen yeah. it before. I can cook, maybe I would cook at Tim Hort, like, do the sandwiches or something. They have really good bread. Um, you are so funny. You clearly have not had like a service industry job. <laughs> ever <laughs> I, worked McDonald's. I worked at mcdonald's for a lot of years oh that's you know? right i forgot it's funny you too because I've, I've actually learned to cook during the pandemic that's like the only thing that's happened uh that's positive is like i'm like hey i can cook i can cook curry like i can make how did you I, learn well what i real because i always thought like being a cook was like a magic trick like if you could cook well it was like holy fuck like that person can make delicious food. Like they're a wizard. Like I thought it was like this really. And then what I realized from like watching videos and reading recipes for the first time in my life is that it's just cream. That's it. Just put cream in it. I didn't know that. I thought cream was for coffee. I didn't know it went in food. So I, I just started putting cream in everything and people were like, fuck, is this good? And I'm like, (laughs) it's, that's a lot of fucking cream, man. (laughs) My cream bill has gone through the roof, but I learned how to cook. I'm, now I'm just, now I'm making stuff that tastes really good and I'm killing everybody. Everybody that eats it's going to die way earlier because of my cooking. And no one has to know how much, like, this is good. Like, yeah, it's got an entire brick of Philadelphia cream cheese or it's got four liters of whipping cream. Yeah, there's four liters of whipping cream in that butter chicken. That should be good. <laughs> You should find that quite tasty because I'm going to tell you something. It's fucking basically dinner ice cream in terms of its calorie. Dinner content. ice cream. Oh, my God. Are you enjoying your hot dinner ice cream? Because I really fucking loaded that sucker up with 10 liters of milk, you know? So it now I don't respect, that, like, now I don't respect, better. I don't respect chefs anymore. That's what it's done. <laughs> Whenever I eat something tasty now, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to know how much fucking cream is in this. You should respect fun. bakers. Yeah. Why do it's they do way that? harder to bake than it is to cook. Didn't it just to have a feel for when to take it out of the oven? Well, no, you have to be very exact and precise with baking. Like if you have too much of this, it doesn't work. If you have too little of that. Like in cooking, you can experiment and like just throw a bunch of shit in and see if it works. And it usually works. But like in baking, you have to be like very precise. Mm. 
And old people. I bought a cake decorating turntable. I don't know why. I don't need to make cake, but I want to use it. But I don't want to have a cake in my house. (laughs) You got two cake decorating turntables and a microphone at home. (laughs) (laughs) Your bake back. Good for you. That's awesome. Do you ever make any cakes? Well, I haven't since I got the turntable (laughs) because I'm scared. I don't need to have a whole cake in my house for myself. I'll eat it all. That's okay. You're allowed (laughs) to eat a whole cake. Oh, why am I? This is the tail end of the pandemic, Kathleen. Milk it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that is right. We're not going to be able to just stuff our faces and get drunk and high all the time. Or just have like a needle-shaped cake that you can fucking eat, you know? Did you know that it's not a vaccine? It's human gene changing <laughs> age juice. <laughs> human change juice. I can't believe you put that fucking human change juice. It's funny. I was looking online and somebody's like, letting your children wear a mask is child abuse. And I'm like, yeah, that's, that's the planet I want to fucking live on is just living on that planet for a while, you know? And most likely the people that say that are child, like abuse their children. There's a very high chance that that person hey, slaps their child. Into, yeah, it's weird. I don't, how many people do you still think hit their kids? Like it's way down. It's well, way because down. they have cameras now. I mean, do you know, like Kellyanne Conway's daughter is like putting all these videos of her yelling at her online right now. Oh, mm. really? Yeah, like on TikTok, she puts them on and it's like Kellyanne Conway saying, you little bitch and blah, blah, blah. And like, and like telling her she's worthless and all this stuff. And now she's like, I need to get out of here. Like, that's why you can't do that anymore because all these kids are recording their parents now. Like my mom broke a hairbrush on my ass once. If I recorded that, I would have been taken away. How old is Kellyanne Conway's kid? She's fucking in compression socks, that old bitch. She's like 15. How the hell does she have a 15 year old kid? I think that she's a lot she looks a lot older than she really is like she looks like she's in her 60s but I think she's in her like late 40s early 50s really because yeah she looks like look out yeah she's got an older lady look to her yeah that's because she's probably a smoker and she tans a lot she looks like a shriveled up have you ever seen the grocery the aisle in the grocery store that's for old people (laughs) No. the one that's right by the blood pressure machine in every every grocery store they have like an aisle for old people right by the blood pressure machine every time you go and it's just like canes compressions everything to hold your body (laughs) it's all these things to hold your body together like like here's something that keeps your chest up here like it's all compression like it's all about like here's a girdle here's some compression socks here's a fucking straight jacket (laughs) I, I love it. Old people aisle. They do have the old people aisle down there. Old people do don't what, get any... What's that? Do you know what really made me mad this week? Yes. What? The wind. Oh. <laughs> I was so angry last night. I was like, why are you doing this to us? Like, it was too windy. <laughs> Shit was blowing my parents, around my yard. My parents' fence fell down. Oh, what? my God. What a poorly constructed fence that is. <laughs> It was old. It was old. Oh, was, was it? it okay, windy okay. Good old Ford Saskatchewan. Oh no, it was windy. But I just, I'm one of those people where it's like, is this what we're doing now? We're complaining about wind. You know, I'm like, fuck, is it windy? You know, like everywhere. Fuck, was it ever windy last night? Like, yeah, it was windy. Yeah, air move. But it was so annoying. 
it was it was like howling outside my window. Didn't one of the silver balls fall off? <laughs> oh, off the talus balls? Yeah, my son was telling me that one of the talus silver balls fell off. It was so windy. <laughs> That's funny. Uh- I, I don't know. It was too windy and it was very infuriating. And Adam, ha- this is, I think I was more mad because of this situation that Adam has put us in, in the backyard. At the end of the summer, he like stacked a bunch of furniture on top of each other and hastily wrapped it in a blue tarp and was like, that's where it's going to be all winter. And then the tarp started falling apart and falling off. And I'm like, can you like take this, some of this stuff inside or do something like Let's get this furniture mountain out of here because it's going to go falling down. Is it like then, indoor furniture? Like couches? No, they're like patio furniture. Oh, like yeah. All your outdoor stuff. He put it in a yeah. pile and just wrapped it with a tarp very badly. So it's still in the backyard and the tarp is half off and it's like blowing in the wind and stuff is flying everywhere. So I was just mad about that, I think, more than the wind. <laughs> I was like this fucking pile of shit and now i'm gonna have to clean this all up <laughs> i like the fact that like you're like you know what's really angered me this week and i was thinking it was gonna be like some big picture thing and you're like it's the wind, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, the wind. yeah that's fucking that is white privilege in a nutshell oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i also don't want to think about the shittiest problems in the world right now no i just don't it's I'm more so tired of it. on the wind you know like fuck is it windy <laughs> the way people talk about the wind like it's some mystery like fuck is it windy and then all the people from newfoundland i think this is the windiest it's ever been i've never seen wind like this yeah all the people from newfoundland were like this is this isn't windy (laughs) you guys are all pussies oh it was so windy it uh knocked things over and down and around there was a trampoline in a tree was there really there were trampolines all over the streets. Like people's trampolines got lifted up and blew away. Ours probably would have come through our kitchen window and just killed me. That's, that's how <laughs> I'm I surprised out. nobody died. Fuck is it windy? It is windy outside. <laughs> so what yeah, that's get? what I hated this week. <laughs> so, there's, yeah, so you're just, you're hunkered down, bunkered down by yourself. Just two dogs yeah. and you. And two cats, and but Adam gets back next Tuesday. Oh, uh, oh yeah, I was watching true crime shows, and I was thinking like, this is my advice to anybody: um, if you are ever in an interrogation room and one of the offers officers offers you like an indoor cigarette, you're a suspect. Like they're not, they're not <laughs> an just... indoor cigarettes. Yeah, who like, how, who got an indoor somebody... cigarette? Well, in every one of these, you see like a guy sit down and he's like, what is this about? And they're like, we're just trying to rule everybody out one at a time. And then and then they're like, hey, you want to smoke? And the guy's like, yeah, I guess so. And then, you know, he starts like, "Okay, I killed the third one. But, you know, like they loosen up because they're allowed to smoke. Like no one would ever let you smoke inside unless they thought like this guy's a murderer. Let's get him settled down here. Yeah. (laughs) Let's let him smoke because he's never leaving. Right. He's not I was really that. into watching those interrogation videos like two weeks ago. Like I was watching so many interrogation videos just because it, it's kind of interesting. <laughs> but uh, I've moved on to watching documentaries about mass shootings. <laughs> oh. 
I don't know what's wrong with me. I just keep watching the most horrible things possible. What's your favorite mass shooting? Well, I got to say the Vegas one was pretty... Uh, cool. That was a good one. Pretty spectacular. That was a good one. Country music concert. You know what I mean? Like, it's a country music concert and you're in a hotel, like, you know, a mile away. It's kind of ironic that it was a country music concert because a lot of people that like country music also like guns. Oh, yeah. They would have been like, I'll kill him. And it's like, sorry, man, I'm a mile But I heard... I think it said that he was supposed to be there the week before, but something changed. So he's, and there was like an EDM musical festival there, there the week before. Oh, wow. So can you imagine if he shot up a rave? Jesus. (laughs) Those people would have reacted way differently. Like they would have scattered. They would have, they would have meth scattered. Like, Like he probably would have only killed three of them. Like the rest of them would have been just hopped up on meth and run. Yeah. Like country music people hear a gunshot and they're like, what the? They all thought it was fireworks. Oh, they did? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. You're in Vegas. Yeah. You hear pop, pop, pop. It's like, oh, fireworks. Oh, yeah. And another fireworks like... show. Why is it everybody was... around me on the ground? Oh, yeah. No. This fireworks was... display sucks. That one was a creepy one. That was a crazy, that one. And then also that Pulse nightclub shooting. That was sad. Where was, was that in Florida? That was in Orlando. It was a gay club. And this guy went in and shot it up. And then he kept, they, could, they couldn't find him. And he kept calling 911 and saying like some sort of like, I'm doing this for in the name of, like, and it was really creepy, like really creepy. They always have a reason and it's always dumb. That's the worst part is like, we always want to know why murderers did it. Like, you know, that's why did you, as if there's ever going to be like a cogent answer, like as if we're ever going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, he had to. I mean, after hearing that explanation, this guy needed to kill all of them. Well, the Vegas guy didn't have a reason. Like the everyone that knew him were, were, they were like, he was a millionaire. He like there, he had a great life. There was no reason for him to do this. Like his brother was like, I don't get it. It's like, I don't get it at all. Yeah. And he wasn't a conspiracy guy and he wasn't no, he just, like yeah. nut job, you know, like I, it was just very weird. And then he got killed, right? He killed himself. Oh, he killed himself. Yeah. Hmm. Always say it's just crazy. Like there's so many crazy things in the people's and it's so Weird that people can just snap. Well, yeah, that's what makes you sort of identify with it, where you're like, I wonder how close to my breaking point I am. I've thought that, like, all week when I'm watching these serial killer movies or I'm watching these mass shooter documentaries, and I'm like, holy shit, am I going to snap and do this? And then they're going to look at my YouTube search history and be like, oh, she watched serial killer documentaries for two months straight. (laughs) Prepping the entire pandemic. I don't know why I'm like like I don't I don't know why like I've stopped I've just I've just been on YouTube just watching the most crazy like horrific things that I don't know why like I try to watch like a comedy and I'm like this is awful and I I'm like I want to watch something about murder I don't I want to see some people cut up like I don't know what is wrong with me right now it's very yeah like I don't watch any comedy because no. like la- like we've done comedy long enough to know that laughter is no medicine at all you know like laughter isn't the best medicine at all like what kind of laughter like maniacal there's no medicinal value in maniacal laughter laughter is the best suppression yeah it's not but it's not medicine it doesn't do anything for you 
So you're better off watching serial killer stuff than like, you know, like I watched this show and it was so funny. Like, so what? That's like saying it was windy outside. It was just, fuck was it windy? Fuck was that funny? It's, <laughs> it's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. We should just keep watching murder things. Yeah. We should make like a fake murder one. You know what I mean? Like some kind of, we'll never do it. So there's no point in even bringing it up. There is like a fake, um, fake podcast that's like serial. I, it's like, yeah. this sounds serious. I think I've talked about it before. It's really funny. But yeah, I don't know. Have you watched the Night Stalker documentary? Which one is that? Is that the guy, is that the Golden State Killer or is that a different no, guy? No, the Golden State Killer, he was like this, the guy that strangled and he he got caught when he was like in his late 80s. The right. Richard Ramirez is the Night Stalker. Oh, a Latino. He's like, look, look, Google a picture of his face. Like, I don't know, Jim, if you can Google a picture of his <laughs> face and like hold it up to the camera, especially when they have his eyes and they are black. Like, he looks... What, he, what did he do? He murdered... Like, he would just walk, He would just break into women's homes, and if their husband was there, he'd shoot the husband in the head, and then he'd rape and murder the woman. And, and like, it, like, he just kept doing it, and they couldn't catch him. They couldn't find him. And he was just randomly just going... In, and no rhyme or reason as to why he picked who he picked. He just was killing people. And eventually, it was like... Eventually, they're going to run out of these stories to tell, right? Oh, he looks yeah, like, kind of cute. Oh, and yeah, that's the other thing. Kind of that's cute. the other thing is, so when he got caught, there was like a lot of women that started like, like sending him nude photos in prison and being like, oh, you're so sexy. Because people are so fucked. Yeah. No, they're going to run out. They're going to run out of stories to tell eventually because those things don't really happen anymore. Like everybody's got a camera on every yeah. door. Like you, you couldn't kill 50 women anymore or 40 or 30. You could just do one. Everybody talks about Big Brother being a bad thing, but I don't think it's always a bad thing. Like we're we're catching things faster now because people are getting caught. Like like yeah. the guy Chris Watts would. I don't know if he would have been as caught. Oh, and he had fucked up teeth. Jesus Christ, he looks like. Can you imagine animal. that in your bedroom? Oh, oh man. And you're just like, I it's. And, but the, the thing was, everybody was complaining that that documentary was really gory, and uh, they were showing pictures that were like a little bit too graphic. But I remember I was watching it. I'm like, eh, it's not that bad. But then I'm thinking about like how <laughs> I'm okay with this. Like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, it's like anything else. Where if it was somebody that you knew, it would take on a completely different yeah feel, right? Like we're removed enough from it to be like, oh, this is an interesting story. I can eat popcorn too. But like, as soon as you knew somebody who was a victim, you'd be like, I, I can't, I cannot, I will not watch this documentary. Yeah, I cannot watch this. It, it was pretty, it's really good. And then there's another documentary about a kid that was abused and eventually killed. And it was sort of like, it was his trial. And it, it talks a lot about how bad like the social system is and like the social services system is in America because this, they kept coming and kept coming and they didn't do anything about the abuse. They just were told, oh, he's lying, he's lying. So they believe that. So eventually this poor kid gets killed tortured to death and killed but then i'm watching this and i'm thinking you know what like that's how a serial killer is born you lock him in a cupboard when he's growing up you abuse him like that's how pedophiles are born they're usually sexually abused that's how serial killers are born they're usually like tortured as children like it's like maybe it's a good thing that poor kid didn't have to live his life because he might turn into another like scary person 
Well, and I like to feel like that's improved over the years, right? Like, you know, I feel like child services now, like if my kid sent a text to child services and said, my dad's abusing me and they came to my house and I just said, he's a fucking liar. They wouldn't just leave. This is, I don't think this happened that long ago. Really? This is like, that's the, that's the main point of the documentary is that these social workers, they were charged in the death. The social workers were charged with some, I can't remember the kind of charge, but like some sort of a negligence charge and then it was dropped. But it's like, if you were a social worker and a kid you were watching eventually got murdered, should you be held responsible for that? If there was proof that like you had gone and there had been this and this and this and you never did anything about it. Yeah. Well, the thing we'll never know is how many times a kid said that and, and was lying. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're a social worker, you see, this is something you see a lot where kids just are pissed off at their dad one day and, you know, I don't know. But I think like if you're a kid, like when I was a kid, I would threaten to run away all the time. Um, you I'd ever be run like, away? What? Did you ever actually run away? One day I packed my bag and I walked across the street to the playground and I hid in a cube for about 20 minutes and then I went back home. <laughs> <laughs> but get- honestly, like when I was a kid, like I remember one time I told my mom, I'm going to call child services for you. And she's like, do you want me to get you the phone? <laughs> and then I'm like then as a normal kid I was just like oh I'm not being abused this is stupid I don't want to be ripped out from my family like I have a pretty good fucking life like I don't think that there's too many kids that are going to lie so that they get thrown in the foster system in all honesty like I don't think like maybe it might happen where the kid does it and then realizes oh no 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 I don't want to leave my family but if some kid is like I want to go somewhere else like you should listen to that fucking kid I don't know how much is it because I think you get paid to be a foster family too right like yeah you get like some sort of subsidy so that you can help them live and that was a problem in America because a lot of awful people like like Miss Hannigan from Annie was they were getting money per kid and they were having all these foster kids but they were like just awful and you know so they had an even worse life than they would have maybe if they stayed with their parents. Like, oh, yeah, like now I'm living in a for-profit family, you know, like, isn't this the best? Now I'm living in a place where they're like, hey, 800 bucks, get over here. I mean, Sean. You Did know? you ever run away from home? Well, I was, a, I, I got kicked out of my first house um, when I was adopted. And then... I think when you're adopted, you don't run away from home. Like you don't want to bluff that. You know what I mean? Because you yeah. might you're used to being rejected. So wait, you, were you like, in two? How old were you when you were adopted? I, I don't know. I was like a a year old or something. What? How do you kick a year one year old out of a house? No, they always knew they didn't want me. So they like. <gasps> so they were like, "Let's get rid." So I was in an. I've told this story before. I was in an orphanage for like a what a, a while, right? Like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then got adopted. So when you're adopted into a new family, you don't really run away. You know, you tend to be like, I better not, you know, yeah. I have a house now. I think I, I'm okay. Do you hate the movie Annie? Cause it glorifies adoption. <laughs> <laughs> it glorifies. I just don't like anything that makes adoption seem cool. <laughs> Either keep it or abort it. Don't fucking give it to a bunch of other people that might love you. a kid before i would have a kid really oh yeah 
would it i don't know come on well i don't want to first of all ruin this amazing body <laughs> yeah, you don't want to fucking yeah you don't want to take that train off the tracks also i'm almost 40 and i could i would I, my luck i died during childbirth right my luck <laughs> <laughs> I, like how, I, like how, I like how we both sit here and act like we have bad luck. <laughs> well, we no, my luck, luck. I'd have Sean. a perfectly healthy boy. Ugh. <laughs> Gross. I, yeah, I would much rather, plus I'm, I mean, I, I love that I adopted my dogs and gave them a better life. It feels good. So it'll probably feel even better with a little kid. What if you could get pregnant with a dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't ever want to be pregnant. I don't want to know what my body feels like. I don't want to go through morning sickness. I don't want to gain 50 pounds and then be expected to lose it six months after I have this. You baby. better lose it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've never had that in me that I'm like, oh, I just want to, I want to be a mother. I just want to feel what it's like to become a mother. It must be a miracle. Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Not blah, 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 blah. It is a miracle from Christ himself. <laughs> Okay. I put it one of our tick. I made. I so I've been taking clips from the show and I've been captioning them and uh, putting them on TikTok. Never show me the comments. Well, we had like one. One of the TikToks I did was about. It was when you said "Welcome to heaven, bitch." So it's that clip, <laughs> which was very funny. But then I had said something like, "Well, heaven isn't fun. Heaven's full of losers. They're all loser Christians." And then somebody commented. One person commented, "Did she?" Yes, she really did just group a religion all into one person. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and then another person would, but then another person like, that's, that's not that's not how it happens. <laughs> like that's what they wrote. So then I wrote under him, that's not how it happens. Like <laughs> I just think if heaven was real and God cared about us, he would have like before we were alive, we would have spent two weeks in heaven on some kind of indoctrination training program to make things yeah. better on earth. Like if there was a God who made us and loved us and we were going to be in heaven forever and he wanted everything to be great on earth, all he would have to do is be like, okay, it's two weeks before you're born, your soul's in heaven and we're going to run a little in dock. And just to let you know, we're sending you to earth. You're going to be there for probably 80 years ish. And then we're going to bring you right back to heaven here where you started out. And then things on earth would be great be like oh this is cool like now i'm in a body for 80 years and get the fuck around and then i know we're, we all know we're going back up to heaven remember in doc i yeah yeah do you like, think that like the younger you die then the better person you are because because god sees it like ah, i'm not gonna leave him down in that terrible place maybe yeah maybe god's like he doesn't he can't have he's get rid get him, out of there. get him out of there <laughs> and don't yeah. make it quick either give him a horrible disease that he slowly oh. fades from that's another thing. Like, what God would create stuff like that? What God would create, like, like what's the lesson to be learned from cancer? It's just a God. Here's the thing. We think God loves us, like, as if that's more likely that God loves us than God is just, like, has us down here marinating for a stew he's making. <laughs> there's just a high, there's just as high a likelihood that God has us down here and we're just fucking fattening up to get thrown into a stew that God is going to make for when he's having other gods over. Do you think that you would be part of a detox stew or a thick and creamy stew? Thick and creamy. I would be <laughs> a thick and creamy. God makes a delicious human stew. Thick uh, and rich. Thick and rich, but not financially rich. Uh, 
I mean, hardening of the arteries is the kind of rich I'm talking about. You think that it's weird that we never saw Baron Trump leave with the Trumps? I. Uh, you think that he's still in the White House? Because there were like memes uh, today, like saying it was like Home Alone, like they forgot him, or like from Fresh Prince, where he walks in the living room and it's empty. <laughs> like, but why wouldn't? Didn't he live with them? Like, why wasn't he yeah, getting well, on that? Melania, I'm sure, was like, you know, like he will not be on television. You know, like there must have been a conversation they had. You give Melania way too much credit. I, one of the things that bothered me so much is that people always made her out to be this poor victim, that she was kidnapped, that she was this actually great person. But like, it's been shown like throughout the the years of it that she's a total cunt. Like she's just an awful gold digging bitch. (laughs) That's what they said about Hillary. And now (laughs) you're degrading another woman. (laughs) How fucking dare you? I just think it's so funny. We shouldn't do. It's so um, no. funny that this this first lady that all of these religious people love was also a nude model. Well, is it is there anything wrong with the female form, Kathleen? Oh. No, there isn't, but there is something wrong with pornography according to Christian law. <laughs> Christian law. That's a funny law. They're, but they're always the people that are the like... The third you know, law of Christianity is... I forget. No, <laughs> I, I'm not saying she's a bitch or not a bitch. I'm saying... She probably told Donald, like, Baron is not going to be, you know, he'll already be on the helicopter or the plane or what. Like, we're not, he's not going to be on camera. I have high hopes for that kid. I have high hopes that he comes out and is just like nothing like anyone in his family. He comes out and he runs for the president, but as a Democrat. Like, I have high hopes for Baron Trump. Unlikely, very unlikely. I know it's very unlikely. We, but we I just thought, we thought that about everybody. You know, again, everybody gave Melania too much credit because she was pretty. That's true. So they were like, "Oh, she'll be a moderating force. She'll probably take care of him. Look how pretty she is. She's got to be a nice lady because of how pretty she is." And Ivanka, same thing. She'll be a moderating force. Look at how pretty she is. Like. <laughs> Kushner. She will think she's going to be president. <laughs> who the fuck knows? I mean, it's insane knows? down there. Who knows? It's, well, it's insane up here too, Kathleen. You think Trudeau's any better? You, oh. you think Trudeau's better? I love Trudeau. I can't wait to vote for him again. <laughs> oh my god! Well, some <laughs> people just don't like working. <laughs> that is so true about me, though. I hate working. I really hate it. That's why you love Trudeau. Fucking all you want is handouts. Well, some of us got to go to the mine and pull your fucking money out of the ground, you bitch. (laughs) All you want is handouts. Now let me go and cash my Serb check. You fucking bitch. I didn't have (laughs) one day off during the pandemic. No, I'm saying you're cashing. They're cashing anyway. Anywho. I'm scratching our ticket right now. Oh, that actually, that should be a new segment on our show. We should each have to write a joke that a conservative comedian could tell. <laughs> I, got, oh. I, I, I have one. Um, okay, go. Because I think this could make us actual money, is like okay. selling jokes um, to conservative comedians, you know, because they're the ones that are going to be making money coming out of this, right? Yeah. So there, the joke is, um, <clears throat> let's see. I have it written down here somewhere. You came prepared? Um, you did some research? I wrote, I wrote it down. Oh, my God. Um, but I can't. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so, okay. So imagine you're a conservative comedian at a, and you're at like a Trump rally doing some time before Donald Jr. goes up. You're like, hey, I uh, heard you're not allowed to call them libtards anymore because um, of PC culture. Now we have to say they have an earning disability. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck you, libtard. John, you should do a fake character. Like from that basement, from that exact backdrop. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll just be conservative comedian, Sean McCarthy. Your little survivalist, like, I'm here in the basement. Hey, Hey, any liberals in the audience? Good, let's talk about those fuckers. (laughs) And then (laughs) then launch into my opener. Oh, sorry, sorry, you can't call, sorry for calling them libtards. (laughs) I I know we're not allowed to talk like that anymore because of PC cancel culture. (laughs) <laughs> and now we have to say they have an earning disability because they're fucking lazy. <laughs> and don't you think that would get the crowd going? And then I'd be like, ladies and gentlemen, your first speaker of the evening, Don, Donald Trump Jr. Don't you think that'd be good? So we Yeah, can, I do. So every week we have to write like a joke for a conservative comedian and then we'll put together a conservative comedian set of 15 minutes. Okay. And, then, and then I'll do it. I'll be fucking, I'll be the conservative comedian and I'll pitch it. Okay. And we'll try to sell it to the Make America Laugh Again. <laughs> so we'll just have a, we'll be called Make America Laugh Again. And we'll and have we our ma- Make America Laugh Again hats. Oh, you will have Mala hats. So we'll have our Malas on. Mala? <laughs> we'll have our Malas on at all times. And all we do is just go up and like just make fun of liberals with little dicks. So you go up first and you do like, yeah, you guys ever seen a liberal with a big dick? Me neither. <laughs> How come it's only conservatives that have huge dicks? I'll tell you why, because they know how to work. You can't grow a dick sitting on your couch eating Doritos and watching fucking old basketball highlights. So we can do I, that. I'll get a couple malas made up. Okay, I want a mala hat. Yeah, we'll get we'll get we'll get Jim. Jim <laughs> and you will all wear our malas everywhere, and we'll write a really tight fifteen-minute conservative comedian set, and then we'll, we'll I'll do it at a I'll I'll do it at a show, and uh, tape it, and then put it online and see how many bookings we can get. I think that this is one of the best ideas that you've had. This is, is going to make us rich, you know. This is going to be good because that this joke is going to make us rich before I, this does. Okay. So I haven't. Did we, went, did we went on that? I haven't figured it out yet, but it doesn't. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. Based on our win percentage, I'd say it's not looking good. <laughs> yeah, our percentages are terrible. Yeah, no, no, we did not win. Hmm. Another loser. <laughs> You know what boring. I thought we could do as our Being broke our, is boring. Um, as what? Being broke is boring. <laughs> <laughs> it's really boring. Um, I thought that we should make you watch uh a, one of the Real Housewives series, and we could talk about each episode. <laughs> you just watch one episode a week because oh, yeah. I want to know your take on a Real Housewives. <laughs> well, what like what's the most recent season because there's no point in going back to like season two and then people are just like what are they talking about well there's like different cities like you could do new york you could do beverly hills you could do atlanta Budapest. 
no Budapest. There's there's London. <laughs> there's yeah. Vancouver. I actually met one of the Vancouver housewives. Ooh, I was at the Sutton Place Hotel, and it's the one that's like a villain, and her name is Jody. And I remember her in the bathroom, and I'm like, I love you. And then she was so nice. She wasn't a bitch. Like she's portrayed on television. I mean, they love being recognized, right? Like, even if they are yeah. a bitch, when you're, you could be the biggest asshole on the planet. If somebody recognizes you and you're, that, that's the moment where you really shine. Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Somebody knows me. How are you? You know, the only person I ever saw say something shitty to a person uh, complimenting them was, and this isn't celebrity, this is like just a comedian. Uh, was is a guy named Pete Johansson, and he did a show, and he did really well. He's very good. And then somebody came up to him afterwards, like, "Hey, man, you were really funny." And he's like, "I fucking know that." Oh, oh wow! <laughs> and I was just like, "That's just awesome!" Just a fucking ball sack to be like, "Yeah, I already know that I'm funny." Fuck face. Uh. To a surgeon and say, "You're you're good at cutting." Yeah, I know you fucking goof. <laughs> That's the only time. Ashley, Pashel, and Miles, what season of any of them we should watch? Because there's got to be like one that's like really, really good. One of the best ones. Yeah. Well, and then we'll get you, because I would love to hear Sean LaCombe's perspective on the Real Housewives of any of the cities. I'd basically just be, you know, that's, that's why I'm, that's why I try to stay away from Twitter because it's really hard to like get involved in Twitter and read Twitter and then feel like you're capable of writing any joke because everything's been done like every angle on every story has been done and if you're reading it then every time you read a new tweet you're like there's another avenue i can't go down otherwise i'm garbage you know but and that's so like that's like a comedian preference is to just be an ignorant hack well that's 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 what everybody on the internet is now though it's that's what that's what's kind of crazy about tiktok is that you see somebody do this video and you're like, oh, that's so funny and creative. And then you see another person has done it. And then another person, and it's like one person figures out something to do and then people just copy it. And then they get notoriety for it. And I'm just like, this is so weird. Like, no, like originality is not rewarded anymore. And it, I mean, it never mattered, right? Like it never. Well, it did kind of matter. At yeah, least to a certain extent, like it never mattered to the general public you know no like, it's only ever mattered to people like comedians like you know the yeah. fat jewish or whatever the guy who was stealing memes and wasn't crediting and then all these comics were like this guy is stealing my shit and he's getting rich because he's getting a big following and he's not crediting any of us so then like all these comics started saying oh this fuck this guy don't follow him and then he finally was just like okay i'll just credit you and he's already got his following he's already making tons of money so he just now just put who who created the meme at the bottom but he's already yeah. built his career on other people's ideas and talent good for him i know i mean that's good the way the world for works fucking now. him you know what i mean it's about time somebody made a goddamn dime in this industry you can't meet i mean i know people that are really funny on twitter and you look and you're like oh they have like four thousand followers and yeah that's that and it's kind of all fake anyway right like let's say you had two hundred and forty thousand followers what would that even necessarily mean you know, well, like, you guess... have to look at how many retweets and favorites they're getting. Like, if you have like two hundred fifty thousand followers and you're getting like ten favorites on a tweet, you know that person bought fifty two hundred forty nine thousand followers. Yeah, 
I've seen some like conspiracy theorist comedians on Twitter and they'll post something and they have like 15,000 followers and they'll get ze- just everything they post zero, zero. zero. Yeah. Zero. And then I'm like, well, why do I make fun of conspiracy theorists? Like we've already put them. It's kind of like, you know, just trampling on dead people. They're already, yes. you know, like they're all right. They're already fucked. It's Nobody listens so, to them. Nobody agrees so, with them. It's got to be so hard, right? Like anywhere you go, it's like, oh, you're one of those idiots. Like, idiot. Do you have any idea how much shit I read? Like, fuck. Imagine all that wrong reading. What a waste of reading. Oh, I think that's why they hold on to their conspiracy so hard because they just they read so much about it that they're like, well, yeah, I got I got to commit to this now. I've read too much about the Earth being flat. Committed too much of my fucking time to reading about this. (laughs) Nobody says do your research about any other thing either, other than like things you can't actually possibly research because you're just not you know like you're you just can't you're never going to read that much you can't catch up to somebody who's dedicated 30 years (laughs) but so we lost another thing we lost another thing but it doesn't matter because we have a great idea (laughs) america laugh again the conservative We should Google to see if a hacky American comedian has thought of this first, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, for sure. There's definitely, there's definitely, I mean, of course, there's definitely going to be, like, um, something like that. Make America laugh again. Let's see. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a Make America Laugh Again tour. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on it? Make America Laugh Again tickets. Um... Let's see. Make America laugh again. So we're we're already fucked. That's okay. We'll still do it anyway. It's 2021. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Yeah, we'll do it on TikTok. Nobody cares who owns it. Yeah. Who's on that tour? Uh, Ticket City. Let's go. Make America laugh again. Okay, let me just get this. Um, we offer a variety. Who the fuck is on this? Oh. Uh, Let's see. Make America laugh again. Ticket information. This is all just fucking stupid ticket information. Oh, it's probably like a touring thing. Like it's not just the certain people. It's probably like oh yeah, it would be, yeah, it'd be conservative comedians. Like I wouldn't be surprised if this was the Trump organization owned this. You know. Yeah. And they probably just have like one black conservative who headlines it. Yeah. Oh wait, I gotta tell. So this is I was watching also on YouTube. I was watching America's Got Talent stuff and I found one that was like Simon laughs. So I'm like, okay, well, it's, and it was all standard comedians in this one compilation. And the funniest thing I, and dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Do you know like how the show works at all? No. Well, you can get voted on or they have this thing called a golden buzzer. And if one of the, I think each judge gets one per season. So if a judge decides they want to put you through to the finals or something, they hit the golden buzzer and you automatically go through. Yeah. But like, okay, I've seen it for like singers and stuff like, wow, that was pretty amazing. But when they do it for comedians, it's the dumbest and funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. Like a comedian just tells his regular old act and then they're just like, you know what? I laughed so hard. And then they hit the golden buzzer and it all goes slow motion. And the comedian always falls to their knees. And it's just like, ah! 
Yeah. Okay. So stupid. Um, okay, so it's called Make America Laugh Again Tour, and on the banner it says, soon to be banned by Twitter. <laughs> and then uh, it says, a conservative comedy show, finally. Finally. And the headliner, it, there's a guy named Joe Brill, the lovable curmudgeon. I'm sure there's that guy's... A guy named Scott McAfee, who's wearing an infidel t-shirt. A woman named Gally Croup. Oh and God. your headliner is Adam Yenser. And yeah, make him featuring headliner Adam Yenser as our headliner. Good. Adam Yenser is a staunch conservative comedian and Emmy award winning writer for the Ellen DeGeneres show <laughs> where he's, where he stars in the recurring segment, Kevin, the cashier played by Adam. That's what it says where he plays a recurring segment called Kevin the Cashier played by Adam. He has appeared on Conan. Ooh. Um Fox Laughs and the Greg Gutfeld show. Oh he wow. Has, he has written for the Oscars and been a freelance contributor to SNL's Weekend Update. Adam mixes sharp observational humor with uniquely conservative political perspective and was named best new political comedian at Politicon in 2015. So can relax, enjoy the food, and get your laugh on. That's the promo. So we just go head to head with these motherfuckers. Why don't we do? We, why don't we do Make America Laugh Again Canada? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they just put Canada on it. Yeah. Yeah. Make yeah. America. So maybe not laugh. What's another word for laugh? Make America smile again. I'm sure Massa. someone's done that already. It's kind of racist, but it's Massa. Keep you know, going. Like, why don't we do make america giggle again and then we can keep the mega name (laughs) right make america giggle again perfect (laughs) what were you saying jim Uh, i don't remember (laughs) oh good uh yeah make america giggle again tour fuck i like it well i think they can't just own it all no no all right, let's like see. Mar- Wait, before we let, let, we could wrap it up anytime. We're basically barely talking. Make America <laughs> giggle again. Um, <laughs> make America giggle again. What? Unisex hoodie. Make America giggle again. Make America giggle on Pinterest. Make America giggle again. Unisex hoodie. Make America giggle again. Oh no, there's a ton of them. So we've already got merch. There you go. Make okay. America guffaw again. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's something. There's some. There's so many words for laugh or smile, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's so, so many words for laugh or smile. We're gonna we're gonna do this. So every week, that's your homework. You need to write a conservative female joke. Oh, making fun of Hillary. Maybe this week would be good if you found it, made a joke about Hillary Clinton being a bitch. <laughs> That's right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> you know what happens when you don't please your man? He goes to his secretary. Ben Pussy. No, I don't know what that means. Who knows? Well, oh, thanks no. for being on everybody's podcast. <laughs> thanks, for being on, thanks for being on nobody's favorite podcast, Dead Baby. <laughs> <laughs>